You have found the A Friend For You podcast. After a three-month sabbatical, I am back and about to bust. God has placed a message in my heart and given me a mission to get this message to the world. We, my friends, are a group of people who are striving to do all we can to learn about a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That friend is Jesus. We are in the middle of a series of talks about how Jesus picks a posse. Today we are going to look at the young gun that Jesus called a son of thunder. But the same young man was inclined to call himself the one that Jesus loved. In fact, there are a few books written in the Bible by this guy. And let me say, there is a lot of love in those books. You could even say, love, true love is what brings us to Guevo today. That dream within a dream. But seriously, this disciple wants us to know about love, true love. He's the youngest disciple and he didn't get killed. And that gives him the distinction of outliving all the other disciples. It started when John the Baptist's cousin was beheaded. He saw the body of Judas that was hung in a, a heartbroken suicide. Then there was James, the brother of Jesus. And then one by one, all of the disciples were martyred for their faith in Jesus. And he also saw Jesus die and raise again and then disappear into heaven. He saw a bunch of people he loved die. It was bittersweet, to say the very least. Today I give a shout out to three friends who recently entered their eternal reward. The vast majority of us have experienced people that we know and love dying. John knew what it was like to lose his friends and family. And I have to say that although I have a great sadness knowing that I'm not going to see some of these friends again here on earth, I'm thrilled knowing and having no doubt whatsoever that they are with Jesus now and forever. Bob spent his life worshiping Jesus, playing trumpet and singing. What a great support during my time at Allen Creek French Church. Don, Don and I spent some time getting to know each other over a few years, and one of my fondest memories is our fishing trip. And we laughed, we sighed, we caught some fish, and a few got away. And there was even the time we almost got arrested on the way home, but that's another story. I've had the honor of officiating my aunt's funeral over the summer. The last years were very difficult as dementia took away peace by piece from, from her, and Madeline was a great servant. She had a great sense of humor. She had to have one to marry Rice. She was a great pastor's wife, mother, bus driver, and school worker, and, and made a difference everywhere that she went. And you know what? There were times that all three of these didn't feel that they were worthy of being accepted by Jesus. And you know what? They were right. Now, before you get angry, I already know that they were wonderful people. I mean, they were all friends of mine and family. Although none of them were perfect, they lived their lives for Jesus. But they were not worthy enough to be accepted by Jesus. Neither am I. And this might be a shocker. Neither are you. The best we can do 
is compared to filthy rags. We can never earn acceptance, but that is the whole hope that we have. The reason that I talk to you about a friend for you is because we are not worthy. Jesus died for me and you and Bob and Don and Madeline so that if we believe in him, we will be saved. My heart breaks knowing that I will not see them again on this earth, but my hope in Jesus is even stronger than ever. I cannot explain how happy or even a little jealous I am that you're getting to be with Jesus forever now in heaven. I, I salute your life. I'm proud to call you family. Now enjoy eternity with Jesus. And let me say, see you soon. The cloud of witnesses that is spurring us along just got a little bigger. We at A Friend For You strive to run the best race we can. Our friend and coach is a great trainer. I mean, he really knows how to get inside of you. We are not alone. We are a part of a larger group of believers all running the race. This podcast is heard in 10 countries, 23 states in the U.S., and 105 counties within those states. We just recently broke 1,650 listeners. So as a group, we can make a difference in this world as we follow the one who will stick closer than a brother. Let's jump into the youngest of the disciples. John is the younger brother of James, the son of Zebedee and Salome, the younger partner with his brother in the fishing business that his father started. Now, scholars believe that Zebedee was well-known in the community and a prestigious and respected fisherman, that is, if there was such a thing. As the younger brother, he would have followed the authority of his older brother, James, and James would have gotten the double portion of the business from his father. Now, Salome was the sister of Jesus' mother, Mary. This would have meant that John and Jesus were cousins, and they were very likely uh, close enough to know each other while they were growing up. John was a very common Greek name. In Hebrew, the equivalent means Jehovah is gracious. When I say that it was a common name, I really mean it. Uh, it was amazing as I looked up the name John to see how popular it has became. Uh, even I have a Jonathan, but there have been 21 popes named John. There have been Byzantine emperors, rulers in England, France, Sweden, Denmark, Poland, Portugal, Bulgaria, Russia, and Hungary. They've all had leaders named John. Even in the U.S., we've had a few, one of the most prominent being JFK. John and Andrew, as the younger brothers, were assigned to take the catch of fish to the market. The route that they would have taken would have taken them right past where John the Baptist was teaching about the Messiah and baptizing with water. John and Andrew took an interest in what they heard. It is interesting that John the Baptist also was related to Jesus. Mary went to visit Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist. Jesus and the John the Baptist would have been second cousins. And on top of that, John the son of Zebedee and Salome was cousins to Jesus. So there's a lot of family relationships going on here. John, in his gospel, talks about this encounter in John chapter 1. Let's start around verse 29. It says, 
The next day, John saw saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that this is God's chosen one. So John the Baptist is laying out here why he believes that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus came to be baptized by the Baptist. John saw the Spirit descend like a dove on Jesus. God spoke, and there was no doubt that Jesus is the Son of God. We'll pick up at verse 35. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. Then the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. So the next day, Jesus walks by, and John says, Look, there's the Lamb of God, the one I've been talking about. Andrew and John immediately quit following John the Baptist and start following Jesus. Now, I find it kind of funny that Jesus turns around and he says, What do you want? They respond, Rabbi, uh, where are you staying? Really, they wanted to follow Jesus to learn from him. Jesus says, Come and you will see. This is how John, as well as Andrew, were called to be disciples. The next time we see John involved with Jesus is when he and his older brother James went to help Simon and Andrew bring in a huge catch of fish. The story is recorded a few times in the Gospels, but we're going to look in Luke chapter 5, starting with verse 1. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw the water's edge, two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. He sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, we will let down the nets. When they had done so, They caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats, both boats, so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were established by the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. 
Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats ashore, left everything, and followed him. Here we see that not only did Peter and Andrew follow Jesus, but James and John also followed Jesus after they helped with this huge catch of fish. They were amazed by such a great catch of fish that they decided to follow Jesus and become fishers of men. So what are we seeing here, and why does it matter to me? Let's do some review and see how to apply it. John is the youngest disciple. He outlives all the others, so he has the distinction of seeing many of the other disciples give their lives for their faith in Jesus. The first question, how does John keep living his faith after seeing so many of his friends and family die for their belief? Second question, does God care when we lose loved ones? As the younger brother of James, John was always second in command when it came to taking over the father's fishing business. The third question for today, have you ever felt less gifted than someone else? Question number four, has God ever called you from a sure thing to something completely different? It's interesting that John's being called to join the Jesus Posse is connected so much with Andrew and Simon Peter. He is with Andrew when he's called to first follow Jesus. The fifth question I have is, how has God put you in the right place at the right time to see what he's doing or going to do in your life? Question number six, who has helped you to see that Jesus is the way like John the Baptist did for Andrew and John. James and John are cleaning their nets when Jesus asks Simon to take his boat and his crew out so he can teach the crowd. When their boat is overcome by fish, James and John come to the rescue. John, already convinced by his earlier interaction with Jesus, leaves everything and follows him. What did it take for God to convince you that he was calling you? That was question number seven. Question number eight. Do you think it would have been difficult to follow a relative that was claiming to be God? And question number nine. If Jesus looked you in the eye and said, leave everything and follow me, how would you react? I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the A Friend For You podcast. We have been seeing how Jesus picks a posse, but I want you to know that God has picked you to be a part of expanding his kingdom. You are a part of a larger group of believers coming together around the country and around the world to help others meet our friend that sticks closer than a brother. Knowing Jesus makes all the difference in our lives. As always, I encourage you to take some time and answer the application questions and share them with someone else. 
I also ask that you would invite three other people to listen to this podcast. Together, we can make a difference in this world by expanding the kingdom.